We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hey guys. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 19. Version 2.0. We're so sorry. We recorded our episode this past Sunday with Val and I and Haley and Nate. And unfortunately, one of our audio files was just having issues and we could not get it to work. So we are re-recording tonight and it will, we will be out several days later than usual, which will throw us off schedule a little bit. But we're hoping to get this out to you guys as fast as possible. And thanks for being patient. And honestly, I'm glad that you guys care. I'm glad that you care enough that I've been getting tweets and emails all day asking us where our episode is. Because that makes me happy that us. Agreed. And uh, I'm sure that you guys all have computers and you know what it's like when a computer doesn't work <laughs> or has a problem. So don't kill us. We're sorry. We do have something special for you today, though. We do. Um, because this is not our usual recording day and unfortunately Haley and Nate couldn't join us, we have a special guest host. So her name is Chloe and we're Hi. really excited for her to be here. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Chloe, and this is really exciting for me. Podcast. First podcast. She's from Chicago like I am, but we haven't actually met in person before. But she's actually one of the people that runs the YouTube channel called the Enchanted Swifties. You guys may have heard of it. I know I have. So, hi. Welcome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your channel? Um. Yeah. Our channel, the Enchanted Swifties, is a YouTube collaboration channel on YouTube. Um, about multiple Swifties from different places all around the world uh, working together to try and get Taylor's attention to hopefully meet her one day. And right now we currently have 12 people on our channel, so we're kind of scouting out another one. So That magical 13. Yep. The magical number. So is there a way people can like audition or something if they want to be that um, 13th person? Recently, what we've been doing is looking at people who have been commenting on our videos and kind of like doing Swifty stalking on their <laughs> channels and seeing if there's anyone who we think would enjoy the position. So that's what's going on currently. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully uh, you guys will find that perfect 13 to complete the 13 magicness of it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys want to check that out, what's your, what, what, is it just Enchanted Swifties on YouTube? Um, it's youtube.com slash theenchantedswifties or theenchantedswifties.com. You can find us. So there's that. Well, speaking of auditioning for things, we're having some auditions ourselves right now. We are. We are uh, looking to audition for a fifth host to add to our regular roster, uh, especially since, you know, Emily went to Florida and everything. So um, we have some great apps that have been coming in so far. Uh, we're setting up Skype interviews with you guys. And uh, we're going to keep uh, the application open for another handful of days, I think, until at least the 31st of, the, of this month in August. So uh, if you are interested in hosting with us, you can check out our page at SwiftCast13.com. And uh, just go to the Fan Central tab and click on um, Host With Us. And it gives you kind of all the information and how to apply and kind of what we're looking for and everything. So... We hope to hear from you guys. We've already had some really awesome applications, and we're still taking them. So we won't make any decisions until September. So you guys can definitely still apply if you haven't. And we also wanted to remind you that we recently opened our SwiftCast store over on Cafe Press. It's at cafepress.com slash stuff. And we have t-shirts, messenger bags, wall decals, stickers, and lots of other things with witty Taylor-related sayings on them. We recently added a new design, which, spoiler alert, has to do with Swearim. So you should definitely go check that out. We have a lot of cool stuff, and we're always adding more. And anything you might buy in the store um, will help us continue to bring SwiftCast to you. Because even though it's free for you all to download on iTunes, which is awesome, um, and unfortunately is not free for us to run. So if you want to help us out, this would be a great way to do that and get some cool, unique Taylor merch at the same time. Absolutely. You guys should definitely check it out. And uh, also, since you guys are enjoying these episodes for free, which is really cool, if you are on the iTunes page and you hit subscribe, 
you don't have to worry about like uh you know going to the page each time and physically downloading each new episode um if you hit subscribe it makes it so that whenever we post a new episode it automatically downloads for you so it just makes your life that much easier <laughs> so we just wanted to remind you to do that if you want to because yeah. if you like us which we hope you do because you're listening hi and if you are subscribed, you're probably sitting there constantly refreshing your subscribe feed, looking for our episode. We're sorry. <laughs> but we're sorry. We hope the wait was worth it. I know Thank if it was you. me and I was just sitting there as a fan waiting for the episode, I would be like, is the subscribe button broken? What's going on? What's going on? I always do that on Wednesdays whenever Jenna Marbles is supposed to post a new video. I'm always like compulsively like refreshing her youtube page she's not voting yet it's not voting yet like what vma voting is like when you just like sit there and like vote 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 yes <laughs> that too so we understand your plight and we're sorry so also speaking of new exciting things that were released recently and and stuff like that um one of our hosts bell hey hi hello hi <laughs> she has a novel which is the first book that she's published in the beginning of the series and it's dedicated to Taylor. Um, it's been on sale in stores, on, like on Amazon, for a while. But she decided to post it online so that all the Swifties can read it for free. So if you want to check it out, or she's currently working on the second book in the series, and the first one is up online. It's at www.wattpad.com/bell13am. And we'll link that on Twitter and on our website, and it's free, so you should check it out. Yeah, please do. <laughs> if you want to. If you want to. You don't have to, but, you know. That sounds fun. I'm definitely going to read that. Awesome. What is the well, novel about? Um, It's actually, the kind of, it's, it's a murder mystery, and it's about, mm -hmm. um, it starts off with a musician. She's like a teenage musician, and she gets murdered, <laughs> or she dies, I should say, at the beginning of the first book. And her best friend kind of come home, you know, rushes home from college and, you know, to help deal with the situation. And she um, is going through her friend's apartment or her condo and she finds this journal that uh, the main character, the dead character, had been writing. And it kind of, you know, talks a lot about, like, stuff that happened in their friendship, but also has some stuff that, like, this girl didn't know about. And her best friend basically, she, you know thinks that like the whole situation doesn't really add up and so the first book is kind of backtracking throughout the this like the character that got murdered her entire life and like various people that she's met and various situations that she's been through and it's kind of setting up you know the, the uh setting up the murder mystery i should say um and the second book is the way i'm writing it is that each book takes place from a different character within the story's point of view so this first one takes place from you know the best friend of the pop star who died and the second book is actually told from the point of view of a fan of this person. Um, and it's basically just all these different people from these different areas of her life kind of figuring out piece by piece, like, what really happened to her. And so I'm not actually positive yet how many books are going to be in this series, because <laughs> I know a lot of writers have feel like they have to plan out every single detail ahead of time. But I'm more the person that just writes and then I just write, you know, record each detail as I'm writing it so that I don't mess anything up. But uh, I, I just look at it as, like, a story I'm, like, as I write. It's just kind of telling itself, almost. It's awesome, <laughs> um, like, being spontaneous while writing. Yeah, kind of. And it's, like, as, as I write, I kind of figure out my own clues, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I make sure to keep track of everything so that I'm not going to, like, contradict anything. But at the same time, I can't tell you who actually murdered the character right now. As the author, I don't even know. <laughs> so, yet. And um, it... it the, another thing about the series I should mention is that um, a lot of the characters are inspired by people that I've known or people that I've met, um, people that have either been really awesome or people that have been really mean to me, <laughs> are characters in the book. So um, that's something to keep in mind. And the reason I dedicated it to Taylor was because, you know, she's always taking like the, the things that are going on in her life and turning it into her art and writing songs to help like express her feelings about things. And that's kind of the way that I've been writing these novels is, you know, taking like all these experiences with different people that I have met and turning them, you know, using them as inspiration for my characters and uh, kind of letting that story tell itself. So the story is fictional, but a lot of the characters are based off of people that I've come across. So that's yeah. like, I guess that's my way of, you know, revenge or even just sorting out my own feelings. <laughs> so, also, Taylor's inner CSI lover, I think, would love that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um yeah, the reason I dedicated it to her was because, 
basically she inspired that. And also the, the, the pop star character, like not her personality or anything, but her, her writing style that I talk about is kind of like, I got the inspiration for that from Taylor. I think she, she, she writes her own music and she's very personal with it as well. So like just her, her specific to her career and her writing style, I kind of got the inspiration from her, how Taylor is. So <laughs> Taylor partially inspired a character and definitely inspired me to write it. So that's why it's dedicated it to her. Awesome. Anyway, let's talk about some red shows. <laughs> red shows. So the recent show that happened about a week ago now was the San Diego show on August 15th, which, kicking myself, want to be in California. <laughs> and so the wild card song from that night was 15. I was really surprised that she actually had that at this show and not at the show that Abigail came to. Yeah, I wonder... Huh. I, I wonder if it was like a request from earlier in a meet and greet or if she just handpicked it. Yeah, she does those a lot, so I would think it probably, but still I was surprised. Also, I'm sure Abigail has seen 15 perform quite a lot of times at this point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So what about the LA shows? The LA shows that everyone wants to be at because everyone knows there's going to be special guests. The LA shows kicked off on August 19th want to be there uh that was the first of four shows as everyone knows and the wild card song that night was ours i remember seeing a tweet before the show even started and some taylor had told someone in a meet and greet line that it was going to be ours so she had already decided that one way ahead of time i was surprised i love the special guests so the special guests for the first night in la because everyone i think was anticipating special guests the first one was sheer lloyd which at Red Chicago, me and my friend were sitting outside the stadium, Soldier Field, um, while soundcheck was going on in Open Dome Stadium. You can hear the, you can hear everything that's going on inside. And so we heard the song being rehearsed like seven times. And for a minute we thought, oh, maybe there's going to be a special guest at our show because it's the last stadium show of the tour. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And when there wasn't, it was just a real realization of, wow, L.A., LA prep yourself LA and so that was amazing I'm sure for everyone there and I'm extremely jealous her her speech ahead of time was hilarious I love how yeah because normally for that part of the show and her for 22 all the way through her acoustic set and everything she has like the striped t-shirt that she wears but I love how she had a, a shirt specifically for LA that said I heart LA on it that was so cute <laughs> That I was, oh man, I wish that, you know how on the Speak Now tour, how she started doing the, like, the cover songs, like, halfway through the tour? Yeah. I wish that if she had discovered, like, this whole t-shirt thing, she could have done it throughout the entire tour. And, that like, been put, really cute. put on different shirts for different um, cities, which would have been cute, but. That, yeah, that mm. would be. I would That'd love to really have seen cute. her in a Chicago shirt. Some, there's, there's tons of fun shirts for every city. I know, like, there's a Chicago shirt that says, Got Wind. So. (laughs) (laughs) But, I don't know, maybe that's something that we can look forward to in the future after these LA shows. Hey, Taylor, if you're listening, take some, some fashion tips from us. (laughs) Please do. I'm sure everyone would love to see those. Then, oh my gosh, I wonder if she's going to change it up at the Nashville shows. That'll be exciting. So that was only one of two special guests that night. Who would have thunk it? Who was the second special guest? The second special guest... Actually, I didn't follow this extremely closely, but I'm pretty sure she... She also changed her shirt for, like, the We Are Never section part of the show. It was like a sparkly gold or something, and she looked really glammed up. And she told the crowd that she had another special guest there... And uh, she introduced Sarah Bareilles, and they sang her song Brave, which was amazing. And I wish I was there. Have I said I wish I was there enough? Because I really wish I was there. Believe me, I'm right there with you. This is the first tour that had, or this is the first headlining tour that Taylor has done that I have missed out on the LA shows. So I'm kicking myself too. So then the next night, the second LA show, the wildcard song was 15 again. Um, and then 
the third special guest for LA so far. She brought out Tegan and Sarah, who I think people also heard them sound checking in Chicago. I'm really surprised because I saw so many people on Twitter being like, who's Tegan and Sarah? And that really surprised me. Honestly, I had not really heard of them until the other night when she brought them out. And I don't know, as soon as I watched the video, Taylor was talking about how she loved their album and how she thought that it was just something really special. And so I had to go and listen to their album and it's amazing. So I had heard of them, but I've never heard any of their music. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing. Like, I haven't, I'm not all that familiar with their, like, musical repertoire or whatever, but, like, I'm just surprised that so many people hadn't heard of them at all, because, like, I mean, even if I haven't listened to them, I know I've heard Tegan and Sarah, you know? Yeah, I guess I've heard their names before, but I've never heard anything from them, or know anything. I didn't know if it was a guy and a girl, or, I didn't, so. But that's one, one thing I love about Taylor is that she introduces me to so much more music than just her own, so. That's always yeah, something that's fun to look forward to. Definitely. She has a very versatile, like, you know, musical taste, which really does definitely helps us as fans kind of expand our own musical repertoire. <laughs> definitely. Just, people used to always tell me when I was younger, they'd just be like, you need to listen to more than just Taylor Swift. And I was like, no, I don't. But yeah, No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but it's nice to uh, get Taylor's opinion on other music and to kind of expand in that way. So, And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know we've talked a lot on the show about obviously how Taylor's been evolving and I think part of what helps her be able to do that successfully is constantly exposing herself to so many different styles of music. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So I know that we're all bummed that we're not at the LA shows but I do think that Ashley has a really really exciting thing to talk about. I do. <laughs> I'm waiting for the right time to announce this on the show. Um, some of you may have seen this if you follow me on Twitter. But I found out that about two weeks from now, on September 7th, I am meeting Taylor. Yay! I really did not think I would ever meet her. Like, I've been trying for years, and I know everybody says, when you think you won't meet her, that's when you'll meet her, and all sorts of things. I just really did not think it would happen. I'm so excited. I, like, still can't believe it. I'm just really, 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 really lucky. I'm so excited. Did I mention I'm excited? Because I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, you are. I think a lot of people are excited for you, too. I am. I'm very happy for her. Yes, they will be here. So I'm also excited because I get to tell you guys all about it, and that will be for lucky episode number 22. And that's only one of our two surprises for that episode. It is. It's going to be a big one gonna be awesome you should probably tune in if you weren't already planning to which i hope you were so basically that, that's one of our secret subtle hints about episode 22 22. <laughs> you know our secret subtle hints you guys all love them and now i think it's time for keeping up with swift so as we all know the vmas are right around the corner by the time you're listening to this they will be just a day or two away They're going to be airing on Sunday, August 25th. They're broadcasting live from, is it New Jersey? The VMAs? Um, New York City, I thought. Yeah, I I think it's New York. Which is really weird because they used to be in LA and I think it was, I can't remember if it was the Fearless Tour or the Speak Now Tour, but one of those tours, like the VMAs were on the same day as um, one one of the shows. And the VMAs were in the Nokia Theater, which is literally right next to the Staples Center. Like, there's, like, an alley in between them, literally, with, like, a Starbucks and stuff. So, like, I was walking to the Staples Center, and all these people were like, oh, here, 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 you have to go over here to get in the VMAs. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going going to see Taylor. Oh, my gosh. Wait, aren't they doing them at Radio City Music Hall now, I think? No, this year it's at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, apparently. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I learned this like I learned this just a few days ago that they were in New York. I'm like, there's all these people that I know that like don't live anywhere near California saying that they were going to go to the VMAs this year, and I'm like, that's weird. Like you guys have never gone any other year, and then all of a sudden I found out it was in New York, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. coast. That makes <laughs> yeah, sense. That makes more sense now because the people that I saw that were like tweeting that they were going to go, you know, don't live anywhere near California, so I was confused, and I don't know. I guess that would that would explain it. Wow. So Taylor cool. is gonna. Have her last LA show on Saturday night and then jet off to right to the other side of the country for them to be there yeah. the very next day. 
I'm guessing she's gonna skip Club Red that night and probably just hop straight on her jet. Probably. Uh, I feel. I feel like she's the kind of person who would do everything she can to not skip a Club Red, but considering that there's what four LA shows and that's the last one, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and then she has to do take basically a red eye jet to New York, so I yeah, would think that she's probably gonna jet off right after the show. Um, yeah, was- but we hopefully you all voted your butts off for her. And it was just confirmed today that she's going to be presenting an award, so all the more reason to tune in. Also true. Also true. And hopefully this time Kanye West's butt will be super glued to his chair. (laughs) Is he performing? I don't know, but I strongly believe that they should not allow him in unless he has a tube of super glue and he agrees to use it. Or, Or they could, like, do some kind of, like, mixture of, like, super glue and Taylor's jam. I don't know. Something could be there. That was pretty funny. As they always say, no one makes fun of Taylor Swift like Taylor Swift. (laughs) And she recently gave Ed Sheeran uh, a jar of homemade jam that said, uh, Yo, Ed, I'm gonna let you finish, but this is the best jam of all time. All time. All time. I was dying. I think I, I was laughing so hard. I think what really needs to happen, and of course Taylor is way too classy to do this, but I think she just needs to interrupt him. Be like, here, do you want some jam? Hey, excuse me, Kanye. Um, I'm gonna let you finish, but my cat is better than you. <laughs> what if Meredith made an appearance? Hey, hey, Kanye. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you, and I'm gonna let you finish, but Meredith wants to scratch your face <laughs> off. Yeah, and then we can much. add some like jam on top of your head, and it'll be wonderful. But yeah, she's way too classy to do anything like that. Taylor. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> so hopefully, you guys will all be tuning into the VMAs. Uh, we might have a special Smith cast surprise for you about the VMAs too, but we're not going to give you a subtle hint on that one, other than that we're going to have a surprise. That's all we have to say, right, hmm. Ashley? Yeah, that's all we're saying. So another really cool thing is We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together uh, has officially been certified four times platinum. So um, according to the RIAA, uh, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together is Taylor's second four times platinum single. Uh, The first one was I Knew You Were Trouble that was certified on March 21st of this year. So go Taylor, congrats! So proud of her. (laughs) Woohoo! Also, as many of you guys might have noticed from Taylor Nation or any of those fun twitters cracker barrel is selling taylor merch for a limited time they tell us a limited time i don't know what a limited time means but a limited time i think it Um, means until they sell it all yeah probably that's not gonna be very long (laughs) probably not so yeah now at cracker barrel restaurants and you can go get albums and dvds and scarves and notebooks and drawstring bags and all kind of Taylor shirts and guitar picks and all that kind of fun stuff. I also heard a rumor that if you do buy a scarf at um, Cracker Barrel, you have to sign a waiver saying you will not leave it at Maggie's house. (laughs) Oh, scarves. Kidding. (laughs) I was just at a Cracker Barrel for the very first time a month ago, and there's not really any near me. And I'm really mad that it wasn't the stuff wasn't there, but I probably would have spent all of my money and got all of it, so it probably was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. See, blessing in disguise. But yeah, so if you're buy a Cracker Barrel and you want Taylor merch, there's that option. Instead, if you don't have a show to get merch at, or you don't want to pay shipping prices, so there's that. Plus, you get a yummy meal if you go there to eat. Cracker <laughs> Barrel's really good. I've never been there. Ooh, it's yummy. Another cool thing that just recently happened. Um, there's a picture going around online of a letter. A personal letter that where Taylor personally replied back to a fan thanking them for their letter. Um, we're not sure exactly if it was a fan who sent mail into her fan club or if it was someone who passed the letter along to her at one of her shows, but she basically just wrote to them and said, thank you so much. Your letter really made me happy. I hope we can meet someday. It was just such an awesome thing for her to take the time out of her day to do that for somebody. I don't really know anybody else that does that. I mean, oh, you know. No. Taylor's so humbled in that way, and I, don't, I just feel like we're really lucky to have a person like that in our life who, she talks about the connection that she has with her fans, and it really is something personal, and it's not just, you're a celebrity, I'm a fan. It's literally, we have a relationship. She views Agreed. everybody as people. 
And she, she does, and it's awesome. Yeah, she truly appreciates everybody. And I feel like because, obviously, as much as she wants to, she can't possibly find the time to individually thank everybody. When she does have the time, she almost just picks someone sort of at random, and they look out, and, you know, she'll do something like that. I know that if there were any way it were humanly possible, she would she would do that for everybody because that's just the kind of person that she is. Yeah. I think she knows how much little things mean to people, though. Being at her concert and being able to be in the B stage with Mama Swift, she uh, looked down at me and my friend a couple times and she, like, sang some words to us directly. And it was just, I think she she knew that it meant a lot to us and that that kind of thing would just make someone's night and so she takes the time even like while performing to you know really make someone's night like that and i just really (laughs) taylor you're amazing fangirl moment she's very amazing she somehow finds the ability to like connect with every single person that supports her and just make them feel like they actually matter Mm -hmm. so the letters i hope that that's something that she continues doing Agreed. That's really sweet. I don't know where she finds the time to make jam either, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I do not know. Like That girl must not ever sleep. That must take well, a I mean, while, maybe right? Like, it's not a quick process. No, it's not. So she's just, she is like the Wonder Woman of time management. I would like yeah, to Yeah, and I mean, even on Twitter, though, you see, like, the pictures of her, like, watching Law and Order on her bed with tea, and it's just like... Where do you find the time? Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, you're a hundred. <laughs> is she eighty or is she a hundred? She keeps mixing it up. Oh my gosh. She said eighty more times, but I yeah, think that's both true. the eighties have come from Austin, so <laughs> maybe that's true. Well now I think it's time for some awesome mini segments. Yeah. Woohoo. Woo! We love mini segments. <laughs> and as as usual, we got a ton of great ones this week, so thank you guys so much for sending them in. Our first one is a Swifty bucket list submission. It is from Forever Swifty 1313 on Taylor Connect. And she said, I have met a lot of people from the agency, but not Grant. So I hope someday I meet Grant Michelson. He's awesome. I hope you meet him. I love him. Grant. Have you guys seen the pictures of like him and Claire? guitar? Well, that too. But him (laughs) him and Claire and Maddie Lane at the wedding... Of like a week ago. I feel like most of the agency is probably going to be like, when are you going to join us and, and, and get hitched? Because <laughs> a lot of the agency men are, you know, they got their wives. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've been, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm not the only fan who's probably been tweeting him and being like, put a ring on it, Grant. Put a ring on it. <laughs> if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. <laughs> anyway, the next, um, what should I call it? Mini segment? Yeah. Thing? Submission. Submission is a Swifty bucket list thing of bobber from um all underscore two underscore well underscore thirteen all too well thirteen with underscores in it if you didn't understand that anyway um on Taylor Connect so they say that one thing they want to do is meet Taylor which is of course every Swifty's dream and then um another thing is meet Mama Swift and thank her for giving such love and support to her daughter and tell her how much of an amazing mother she is. And she wants to, yeah, sing with or to Taylor, even though she can't sing a note. <laughs> and maybe she can give it, and maybe Taylor would give her a quick lesson. Ha ha. Uh, six, she would like to experience the being in the pit or on the floor. Seven, she would like to learn some songs on guitar. Eight, she would like to go to Nashville. Nine, she would like to eat at the Bluebird Cafe. Ten, own a pair of Keds because her feet are too skinny. Are so skinny that they would probably be too big in width. Eleven, go to a hometown show on every tour Taylor has from now on. Um, she said, missed my opportunity on Fearless and Speak Now. I made sure not to miss Red. So, Definitely that's an ambitious list. <laughs> ambitious and long, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, another Swifty bucket list we got here is from Little Town Street 13 on Taylor Connect. Um, I've completed a lot of my Swifty bucket list, she says, and I'm really thankful for that. I've met Taylor, I've attended one of her concerts, I've gotten a hug from her and an autograph, and she only has a few more to go. She wants to go to Nashville, visit the Bluebird Cafe, hear Tim McGraw live, meet any member of the agency, 
learn Fearless on her ukulele. I love people that play Fearless on the ukulele. That's <laughs> so pretty. Uh, she says she's close to completing that one. So you good. You should YouTube it and send it to us when you do. That'd be awesome. Uh, six, own the Beautiful Eyes CD. Seven, go to an award show and see Taylor win an award, preferably an ACM or a CMT award. It's definitely worth it, I promise. Hashtag Swifty Bucket List. Yes. It seems like a lot of people want to go to the Bluebird Cafe. Yeah, it seems to be kind of a popular to-do list thing. It's like an iconic thing for Swifties, though. I was there once, and it was really amazing. I really do like that venue, actually. I definitely want to go there, because, I don't know, I feel like being a Swifty and being in there, you would just be like, this is where everything started. This is this is where it all began. So Humble moment. Yep. So the next little mini-segment thing is a hashtag male Swifty problems thing, tag, yes, and it comes from Joel Houston on Facebook. And he says, quote, singing, you'll be the prince and I'll be the princess during love story out loud while in public and people stare at you. <laughs> Guys can be princesses, too. It's okay. Yeah. It's 2013. Ask, yeah. Ask pretty Polly princess. Remember? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> he sent in another male Swifty problem also. Um, when you're asked, are you really a Taylor Swift fan when you're wearing a Taylor Swift shirt? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm just wearing this to tell everybody that I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Clearly. Our next submission is from Forever Enchanted 13 on Taylor Connect. The awkwardness that comes with talking about Taylor. I mean, the new fragrance. See what I mean? Swifty problems. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit confusing. It's like, what are you wearing? I'm wearing Taylor. The perfume, not the person, but... Awkward moments. <laughs> yeah. Our next one is from Rebecca Ormesher on Twitter, and her Swifty problem is having to wait a week until, or having to wait until a week before the concert to make and get all of the outfit and poster stuff done. Hashtag help. Well, a week is still, you know, a fair amount of time. It's it's, it's a lot more hard to do it the day of, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to run to the store and I have to make the posters, and we kind of did that during Newark a little bit, sort of last minute got all of our posters made, and that was a little bit of a, a, a runaround. Huh, for the Red Chicago show, me and my friend who flew in from Toronto, uh, we put everything together like 48 hours before the show, and it was just really stressful and like time-consuming and just trying to get everything sorted out. It's it's definitely a Swifty problem. Yeah. Um, so she also sent in an- another little mini segment but this one is a swifty bucket list and she said get into club red slash meet taylor and get pit for any of her concerts and share an inspir and share her inspiration <laughs> and share her inspirational word to people i can't talk our next one is from slazzy on taylor connect become lucky enough to meet her fingers yeah. crossed well we have <laughs> fingers crossed for you too so good luck the lucky one. Become the lucky one. Yes. Our last submission for this week is from a pen and vanilla napkin on Taylor Connect. And her Swifty bucket list items are, she says, of course, meet Taylor, but others include, have Taylor see my pictures of her from her concert, have Taylor retweet or follow me on Twitter, follow her tour, like maybe seeing five shows on one tour, have her read one of my letters and write back, See her live on a TV show like Ellen. Run into Taylor unexpectedly. Win a contest to see one of her shows. And my last one is, I want to open up a cupcake shop and have her try one of my cupcakes. That's adorable. Cupcakes and sugar. And Taylor, what could be better? Pretty sure she would love it. Oh, we just wanted to remind you guys also that while we do have a backlog of mini segments, which is really, really awesome that you guys are submitting that many, um, don't be discouraged at continuing to send them in if you have them. Um, if we haven't read yours yet, but you submitted, we do have it saved and we will be reading it on a future episode. So don't get like discouraged or think we forgot about you because I promise we didn't. Also, before we finish up with the mini segments, we wanted to give some shout outs for our Taylor trivia. Once in a while on our Twitter, we, you know, just play random tri- random trivia games, sometimes for prizes and some- sometimes for shout outs. So uh, those who played this last week and uh, guessed some questions about Taylor correctly are Taylor Updates 12, Rebecca Ormisher, Swift Obsession 1, Manga Swift, Swift and Katniss, Lucky You 288, 
uh, M. Nick Rowe, Bounce Ruby 2013, Taylor's Dead Rose, and Lobby White. So thanks for playing, you guys. And one of our listeners um, at Taylor's Dead Rose on Twitter tweeted us, and she said, I was wondering what all of your listeners' favorite Taylor lyrics are. And we're wondering that, too. So what are all your favorite Taylor lyrics? Tweet us. I know that's probably a hard question, like picking a favorite child or something, but... (laughs) We want to know, just from a variety of people, what your favorite Taylor lyrics are and why. What are the ones that, like, really, really speak to you? Because, obviously, I'm not lying when I say I love pretty much all of Taylor's songs. There's a couple that I'm not as crazy about, but I really do love almost every single song that she's ever put out. But there's always certain lyrics that, you know, just speak to you for whatever reason or jump out at you more, I think. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So tweet us, email us, Facebook us, let us know, and we'll share some of your answers on episode 20. Yay! Uh, We also wanted to remind you that we are bringing back uh, a revamped version of Fan of the Month. So uh, what we're looking for is to feature a fan each month that has really gone like above and beyond to do something really cool, either for Taylor or for their fellow Swifties, because... Um, you know, when we were running it in the beginning, we got so many submissions that were, you know, just telling us how much you guys love Taylor, and it's really hard to pick somebody for that, because as fans, we all love Taylor, and Taylor all has, like, you know, inspired us, and it was just really hard to try and pick people, you know, just based on how much we all love Taylor, because we all love, we all love Taylor. So, um, we're looking to kind of feature somebody that has either, you know, done something really special, you know, either, like we said, either for Taylor or for the fans, and, you know, some... Uh, what you basically get if you're chosen for fan of the month is um, the chance to uh, either guest host or be interviewed on the show. And that's provided, of course, that you have to have the correct equipment, um, basically like a computer with a working microphone, either external or internal, the ability to have Skype and headphones and just various things that, you know, we need. So we can't guarantee you that you'll be able to be on the air. It just it depends on your capabilities. Uh, but you also will for sure have a feature page on our website kind of about you and about what you've done and things like that. So um, if you go to our website at swiftcast13.com, go to the Fan Central tab and click on Fan of the Month, you can apply there. Or you can nominate somebody else if you, if you think they've done something really, really cool and you think they should be Fan of the Month. So we will pick that uh, at the end of the end of, pick September's Fan of the Month at the end of August. And now it's time for our weekly fashion update from our affiliate Jamie from taylorswiftscloset.com. Hey everyone, this is Jamie from taylorswiftscloset.com coming to you with your weekly fashion update. And although I know nobody wants to hear this, it is officially back to school season. But now is also the perfect time to do some fun back to school shopping for the upcoming year. And over the past week, my website has been doing a back to school exclusive that features some of Taylor's most loved trends that are essential to your fall wardrobe. And these trends are for all ages, whether you're going into middle school, high school, college, or even if you're out of school, these are all still some really great pieces that will come in handy a lot this fall. The first trend Taylor rocks like nobody else is lace-up Oxford shoes. Taylor has so many pairs of Oxfords and has worn them for years, ever since she was a teenager. If you remember, she wears her red Oxfords on tour, she has different shades of brown Oxfords she wears out and about, and in plenty of photo shoots like the Rolling Stone. She has her glittery, sparkly Oxfords for performances. There are just so many different options. They're comfortable and lightweight, and I think the absolute best thing about Oxford shoes is that they can literally go with any outfit you can think of. You can wear them with shorts, pants, dresses, you name it. Our second back-to-school trend is simply stripes, and if you haven't noticed, Taylor wears a lot of stripes, striped sweaters and tops in particular. They are one trend that Taylor wears that comes off as kind of preppy, but she manages to pull it off in a more girl-next-door casual way. One of my favorites that comes to mind is the short-sleeved black-and-white striped Nanette Lepore sweater that Taylor wore in her kids' photo shoot. I think that this is an awesome piece to have in your closet for fall because the short sleeves and sweater-like fabric kind of balance out, and it's you'll be able to wear it on semi-warm days without sweating, but it'll still serve as a light sweater when it starts getting a little colder outside, so it's kind of like the best of both worlds. 
and the best thing about stripes is that they will never go out of style. You can buy a striped sweater now, keep it in your closet for 20 years, and still be able to wear it and look fashionable and on trend any day. The third and last trend I'm going to be talking about today is animal prints. And if you're a Swifty, then I think you know that Taylor has been a little over-obsessed with cats in particular. But you know, I've actually been pretty into it. Her kitty face shoes are absolutely adorable. She's worn them tons of times, including in the Begin Again music video, and she even got a fancier heeled pair for the Canadian Country Music Awards. And Taylor really started a trend with these. Ever since she wore them, tons of other stores have come up with their own versions, which is great for you guys since these similar versions are a lot cheaper than Taylor's exact Charlotte Olympia pair. I'm kind of partial to the ones at GoJane.com because they look so similar to Taylor's, and I think they're under $20 or $25. They're really inexpensive. And there was also a fan at Taylor's Edmonton show that gave her a gift of a crop tee from Forever 21 with a big graphic cat face on it. And Taylor actually wore it to a club red for one of her other shows. And I think it's so cute. The cat looks just like Meredith, and it's really heartwarming to know that Taylor wears and appreciates all the gifts her fan give her. If you're interested in buying that tea, it's still available at forever21.com for $15. So what do you guys think of these trends? Tweet me at at SwiftsCloset on Twitter to let me know if you'll be picking up any Oxford stripe tops or cat print clothes for this fall. And as always, you can find all the items I talked about today on my website. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Taylor Swift's Closet segment. This is Jamie from taylorswiftscloset.com reporting for SwiftCast. Thanks, Jamie. We hope you guys enjoyed this week's fashion update. And now moving on to our main discussion for this week. Um, I think we've all heard the stereotype, Taylor only writes songs about boys. And I think we all, as fans, disagree with the stereotype. But we wanted to sort of discuss some of the reasons why this isn't true and, and our perspectives on that. Where to begin? <laughs> Okay, where to begin? Okay, the best day is about her mother. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I get so mad when people come up to me in school and they're just like, all she writes about is her relationships and her breakups and she's so whiny and I'm just like, be quiet, that's not all she writes about. <laughs> I think a lot of people, when they say things like that, I mean, honestly are just uneducated and are talking about only the songs that they hear on the radio because they don't actually spend the time to research the rest of her music exactly i think you know another thing is that people have this like irrational desire to pick on taylor and if you're gonna sit there and claim that she quote-unquote only writes songs about boys i mean what the obvious part is look at her up you know look at all of her you know albums and look at her songs and actually tallying what songs are about boys on her album and there's tons that aren't um, why don't you look at a bunch of other successful artists who have a lot more songs about relationships and boys than she does? Why are you not picking on them? Right. If you're, you know, I'm not saying I'm not encouraging anybody to get picked on, but I'm just saying like people tend to be so harsh with her just for the sake of being harsh with her, and they don't really like be become logical with their argument because they're not looking at all these other artists that have more songs than she does about relationships and saying the same thing about them. Right. They're I just, think that. Sorry, go on. No, it's fine. I was just saying, you know, with Taylor, it's, it's oh, I just decided that I don't like her, so I'm going to make up basically, like, manifest things to pick on her about. Which, to be fair, is not just a thing with Taylor. It's like, when you decide that you don't like somebody for whatever reason, you do tend to scrutinize everything they do in a way that, like, will justify your opinion of not liking them. Right, but, like, also Taylor being in the public eye and everything, you know, like, all people want to do is bring celebrities down and put something bad about them and i think that a reason that they always bring taylor down for like having so many boyfriends or only writing about guys is because she, there's they can't, nothing they can't, really yeah there's yeah. nothing to, there's nothing to pick on her about she doesn't do obnoxious things so, so it's like the worst the worst thing you have is the, the whole boyfriend situation and that's not even bad because people are just right uneducated and don't do their research and one time I was watching this, I don't know if you guys have heard of, like, the unauthorized Taylor Swift biography. Yeah, My I friend know. brought it over, 
and we watched it. These people were talking about how mean was about John Mayer, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> they actually put. Pu- I have not seen this because I have not. If you're going to publish something like that, you should at least get your facts straight. It's Taylor like, is it- very clear about the fact that mean is about a critic. Right? Whenever oh, I think about these types of situations, I just always, the line that just automatically comes to my head is just people throw rocks at things that shine. Exactly. Yep. Like, she shines so brightly that I feel like some people are intimidated by that and just need to come up with reasons to knock her down. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I think it's, like Chloe was saying, there's really not, I mean, Taylor doesn't do obnoxious things. She doesn't go out in public and get trashed and dance on bars naked. She doesn't, no, she makes, you know. She makes jam at home for Ed Sheeran <laughs> and makes sassy jokes about it. Like, Yes. I mean, while other celebrities might be dancing on a bar, she's, you know, going... You know, oh come on, Meredith. Let's let's watch let's watch Benson and Stabler and SVU tonight. You know, let's curl up with our cup of tea. Like, there's well, how can you possibly pick on that? Like, there isn't a way. So they just make you know. And, and here's you know, and Ed, the thing I love about Ed Sheeran is that he is so defensive over Taylor, and he gets so angry about this exact you know acclamation. Oh, Taylor has has dated all these guys, and he's always like. Uh, in, in, in an interview, he was just, like, explaining. He's like, Taylor can't win no matter what she says. And, you know, what this kind of reminds me of is basically, like, a female situation in general. Because it's kind of the old cliche where it's like, if you're a girl and you're not a virgin, then you're a slut. If you are a virgin, you're a prude. Right. Like, no matter, you know, I mean, I'm speaking, I'm speaking that in terms of Taylor metaphorically, of course. Like, no matter what she says, someone is going to have something negative to say about it. And I think that, you know, with the whole boyfriend thing, Ed Sheeran was like, she's had two boyfriends since 2010. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, get your facts straight. You know, and people in real life, like, always come up to me and they're like, you know, that girl who you look up to has had like a million boyfriends. I'm like, no, six. she hasn't. Six. Thank you. Six. Six. And she was like 17. Get over yourself. Right. Like, and, you know, going back to what we were saying a minute ago about how a lot, there are plenty of other artists who have way more songs about relationships than she does, um, a lot of those artists don't even write the songs about relationships that they have. Oh, that reminds me of Ed's lyric that in uh, You Need Me, I Don't Need You that's just about um, being a single writer, your, your name's on the credits and you didn't write nothing. <laughs> it's just like... I, yeah, see, the thing is, one thing that I, I will say that Taylor has taught me when it comes to music is, um, as I've, you know, grown with Taylor being a fan of her since the very early days, I have definitely changed my entire, like, standards on who and why I'll listen to certain artists because I realize, like, when you are listening to an artist that you know had nothing to do with the song that, that they're singing, to me, it's like watching somebody do karaoke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't feel like you have any personal identification with this song. I don't care how good your voice might be, you know? Like, this right. is not your song. And you can definitely tell the difference when an artist when an artist is performing, or even in a music video, like, when it's their song and their music and when it's personal to them. Like, I don't care how good of an actor you are. Like, you can, you can tell, and it makes a huge difference. And I noticed that, like, all the artists that I listen to nowadays are artists that do either completely write their own music or at least co-write, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they're involved in their own creative process, and they're not just, like, picking their albums because their management is handing them various songs and going, pick one you like best, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And they have the perfect example of this. Last month, I went to the Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z concert. I, I knew some people wanted to go, so I went. And, I mean, I, I hear Justin Timberlake songs on the radio, and I like them. But at the concert, and maybe I've been spoiled by all the Taylor shows that I've been to, I just was not that into it because I just did not feel like there was any connection with his music. I just sort of felt like anybody could be performing these songs. Yeah. I don't know. The other th- I realized after the Speak Now tour, um, I went to see someone else in concert and the way that they performed, it was just like song after song after song. And I feel like Taylor really takes the time in concert to explain what the song is about or explain what it means to her because she can't, she can do that because she wrote the songs. And it's just, it makes it so much more interesting to watch as an audience member 
to hear like where the songs came from and like the story behind them instead of just this is a song called blank play it this is a song called blank play it because it just gets old after a while i think you know you're, you're both exactly right in the fact that it really does make a difference on whether they relate to their music um in terms of whether you're really able to relate to their music because i mean as far as taylor i only know one other artist that has app like hit me as hard as she does with her music and that's um amy lee from evanescence when she put out the album fallen like nine years ago or something that album was one of the most amazing albums I have ever heard, and she wrote almost all of those songs, and they are so... Like, she has that same, you know, she has obviously a very different style and different kind of voice than Taylor, but her lyrics are written with the same, like, very pointed, uh, specific emotion that Taylor writes hers with. And, um, like, I just, I definitely feel like when I'm listening to any album, you know, it really does make a difference on how well the artist connects to their own music. And Ashley, like you were saying about the concert that you went to, um, I know exactly what you're saying and I agree with you. And I think that Taylor has gotten so good at her job that she knows how to turn a concert into a play. Mm-hmm. Like she is not just turning putting on a concert. She is doing a full blow, a full blown performance that you can connect to every second of it. It's rather than seeing artists. I feel like I just get spoiled from all the times yeah. I've seen her because, like, so few other artists can live up. And if I hadn't seen Taylor and didn't have that comparison, I might be content with a lot more artists. But, like, she's the ultimate standard that I hold everybody up to. Unfortunately for them, it's pretty hard to live up. <laughs> I, I feel spoiled, too, because I know, like, especially looking on my Twitter and looking at, the, you know, some of the songs from other artists that everybody is, like, obsessing over that are super popular and on the radio all the time. And I'm just like, I listened to that song and I couldn't even listen to the whole song because it's just all about the effects and not about the lyrics or the message. And, and I just, I, like, I stop. completely... And we won't <laughs> stop. <laughs> so lyrically involving and meaningful. Yeah, I can say that for a handful of songs on the radio. Like, there's a couple particular songs that I don't want to name on here because I don't want to get fruit thrown at me later on. But uh, a couple of songs that everyone's obsessing over, like, right now that I honestly, like, I listened to and I couldn't even listen to the whole song. I just turned it off halfway through. I'm like, this is, this is, there's no connection whatsoever here with me with this song. It's like, you know, popular on the radio songs, popular in artists. And I'm just like, no, I have no interest in this at all. And I definitely think Taylor has definitely gotten me to that point where I feel that way because she is so personal. And, you know, the great thing about Taylor is she's this ridiculously uh, successful musician and famous artist. But like when you're listening to her music, you don't think about how famous she is or how popular she is. You think, wow, she went through the same thing I did. Yeah. And it's it's crazy being at a concert also i just remember um when she was walking by me when i was in the b stage i first like for some reason in that moment everything about her celebrity life went away and i felt like i was watching one of my best friends on stage and it was just something really I, indescribable <laughs> but it didn't feel like superstar on stage it felt like someone i personally new again i hope that no one throws fruit at me for saying what i'm about to say because i don't want anyone to misunderstand it i have met taylor a handful of times i am incredibly thankful for every time that i have met her but i have never felt like panicky starstruck in meeting her like i've always been like hey you know and it was like talking to somebody that you knew do you know what i mean it's not that i don't appreciate it because i I appreciate it every second and every time that i have but like I felt such a connection to her music that I didn't feel like I was, like, on a separate side of the planet when I met her. Yeah, I think it feels like, because she has such a personal connection with their fans, It, I think that it would feel like it's someone who you basically have, have known for a long time. I guess I kind of got lucky in a way, because the first couple of times I met her were, like, really close together. And I had done, like, a specific project. I was uh, making an independent country music magazine, and she was she had just turned 18. And so I put her on the cover, and that was, like, the first time she'd ever been on the cover of a quote-unquote magazine. And so the first time I met her, I, like, told her that we were putting this together. And then the second time I met her, I actually gave her the magazine. And she's like, oh, I'll come back. I'm glad to see you again. Like, you know what I mean? And, of course, that was, like, years and years ago. So, you know, that was different. But I'm just saying, like, she has a way of making you feel really comfortable when she meets you as well. Like... 
you know, she, I mean, she hugs every single person that she meets, like at any meet and greet, you know, she just walks up right. to her and she's like, hi, I'm so happy to meet you. And, you know, she's just mm-hmm. completely has a way of putting you at ease and making you feel like not in that starstruck mode. And, and you know, that's really cool of her. And because of the way her music is, like, she really lets her fans and her audience inside of her head. She's not like, I mean, obviously we'll never know everything that she thinks or goes through. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that she does keep private. But she's not some, you know, mystery that you just view as a celebrity and really don't know anything about. Like, you really do get to know her, like, on a genuine level through her music. So that's something that just sets her apart so much. Yeah. And going back to the whole reason this started, like, the whole concept of... Taylor only writes songs about boys. It's like, you know, it it works. It works in her favor, even if that is all she writes about, which it's not. But the fact that she does write about a lot of her relationships just is really connecting for a lot of people. And I don't think a lot of artists have that. So, And, you know, people might say, People might say that, oh, she only writes about relationships and breakups, brushing it off like it's something stupid. But when you're in the situation and you're going through a breakup or you're going through any sort of situation in a relationship, it's not stupid and trivial then. Then you would be (laughs) glad that you had that music. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of, I call her my protege because she's a year younger than me in school. And um, she never, like made fun of me for liking Taylor or anything, but it was just kind of a thing where it's like, how can you possibly love Taylor that much? I don't get it. And then she went through a breakup and it was, and she was like, I understand now. I understand now. So in conclusion, if you're one of those people that says that about Taylor, please educate yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Think or, you know, as they always say, if you have not cracked open a book, then you might not want to crack open your mouth. Yeah. Mean is not about John Mayer. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop. (laughs) Or as one of my favorite cliches is, sit down. (laughs) Sit your butt down. (laughs) So, yeah, we love Taylor, and we're not defending her because we love her. We're defending her because, literally, like, the things that you guys pick on her, not you guys, because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're not the ones picking on her. The things that people pick on her about are just reaching. You know, you're just looking for something to pick on her about, and it's not really... I've never really seen anything justifiable. We at SwiftCast, love her, deal with it. (laughs) So we hope you enjoyed our main discussion slash little debate that we had. And um, now we have a lot of awesome fan projects going on to tell you about. We do. Uh, The first one we're going to let you know about here is um, it's a project called 1300 Miles for Roe. And our friend Brandy is doing a special project to help raise funds for the Ronan Thompson Foundation. Um, she's doing basically kind of like a marathon. She's walking or running uh, 1,300 miles. And uh, you can pledge for her journey and, you know, like pledge like, I don't know, like a couple of cents per mile or anything that you want to, I guess. Just like you would like with somebody running a marathon. And, um, of course, every single bit of the proceeds are, are going to the Ronan Townsend Foundation. Uh, you can check out her um, her journey and find, figure out how to donate by visiting 1,300 miles for the, the number four row dot blogspot dot com. Or you can keep up with her on Twitter at 1300 miles for the number four row. Um, so, yeah, you should check that out because that's a really cool thing that she's doing. And I think that as Swifties, we should all support it because, as we know, Ronan means a lot to Taylor. And that would be very special to do. Our next project is the Birthday Card Project. Uh, a fan on Taylor Connect, 13 underscore Courtney underscore 13 is doing a really cool project where basically she bought a ton of birthday cards and Christmas cards that she's going to try to give to Taylor um, on December 14th at her show in Melbourne. So you can go onto her Facebook page and pick out which cards you want and then message her with which cards you pick and what message and or photo you want to put in the card for Taylor and she'll put that together. Then she's going to bring them all to the show and try and get them to Taylor. It'll be the day after her birthday on December 14th. And we will put a link to the Taylor Connect thread and the Facebook page on our website at swiftcast13.com. Oh, all these birthday projects. The next project that we have to share is the Happy Birthday Taylor project. And it's speaking um, in terms of the December 14th show in Melbourne. 
Um, so Taylor's show in Melbourne is on December 14th, which is the day after her birthday, as everyone stated before. Um, so a few Swifties thought, how great would it be if the entire stadium there sang happy birthday to her? And um, so maybe near the start of the show, when she's standing on the stage and looking at everyone, um, people just thought that it would be magical if they would sing happy birthday to her. Problem being, they can't do this unless there's a large amount of people willing to all join in and sing happy birthday. Otherwise, you know how hard it is to hear in a stadium, especially when Taylor pauses. It's just like, ah! So <laughs> this would really, really, really have to be um, planned out. And so they're asking for help. And here's how you can. They have a network of social networking sites that is being promoted on um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Taylor Connect, and they're having certain fans sign on to basically be in charge of spreading the word on each social network. So people in charge of Twitter or others in charge of Facebook, etc. So you can help out by being on one of those teams and focusing on spreading the word through a particular social networking site. And I'd really, really like to see this pulled off. I really wish I could go to the show, but... I know, me too. That would be so cool. It'll be like Come one of on. the best moments of Taylor's entire touring history. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so if you guys have any fan projects, uh, let us know about them and we'll feature them on future episodes. And also, um, if you are still looking for information on a fan project that we have talked about um, in the past, um, every project that is still going on is listed up on our website at swiftcast13.com under the fan projects tab with all the information and who you can contact for them and everything else. So even if we haven't mentioned it recently on the show, if it's still going on, you'll definitely be able to find it on our site. And now it's time for our Taylor Dictionary Word of the Week. This word is swift writing, and it's basically songwriting as a way to deal with a really tough day or a personal issue you're going through, um, like a coping method. Like, for example, you know, I was really upset about my breakup, so I spent the afternoon swift writing. <laughs> so uh, that was submitted by uh, Liz Edwards, and uh, yeah, I think that's really cute. You know, it's like a specific so songwriting for a specific purpose, the way that Taylor song writes. So, yeah, I think I've done a few swift writing songs before. I think that's the only songwriting I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely uh, written a few songs in a moment of not happy emotional times for the specific reason of dealing with those. <laughs> if you have any Taylor-related words or terms that you want to add to our Taylor Dictionary, um, you should definitely send those in. And you can contact us in a variety of ways. Of course, on our Twitter, we're at SwiftCast13, or our website, SwiftCast13.com, or SwiftCast13 at gmail.com, or SwiftCast13 on Facebook. Basically, we're SwiftCast13 everywhere except for our store, which is SwiftCast Stuff. Yep, that's the only one that we throw you off with. But if you can find our website, you'll find your way to all those other channels. Exactly. And now we have some giveaway announcements to update you on. Um, our iTunes giveaway is still going on. All you have to do to qualify is to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave us a review, which is really helpful because it helps other fans be able to find us easier, and it also gives you a chance to let us know what you like, what you don't like about the show, what you'd like to see more of, and it just helps us give you more of the ideal show that you want so we love hearing your opinions and when you leave us a review you're entered to win a pack of red guitar picks and a red sticker so once we get to 50 reviews which we're at about 40 right now we're going to pick a winner at random and they will win so get those reviews in the next giveaway announcement um is a congratulations to the vma voting giveaway winner which is jenny Nicole 13, don't know if I'm saying that right, um, who won a, I'm tempted to say Wani Gubita because that's how, <laughs> I, that's how I shorten the whole situation of we are never ever getting back together, but she won a we are never ever getting back together single CD, and thank you to everyone who voted for Taylor, and we're really hoping that she wins those VMAs, so yay. Fingers and toes and legs and everything else crossed that I can cross. <laughs> So many of you got so many votes in for Taylor, and that's really awesome, and that was the whole reason we did this contest, to help get even more support for her. So even if you didn't win, you helped Taylor, and I'm sure she would really, really appreciate it. We also wanted to give a runner-up shout-out to Ben, who gave us an incredible amount of emails with screen caps, so thank you so much for voting your butt off for Taylor. <laughs> Honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> 
And our monthly giveaway, it started on August 12th, and usually they only run for about a week, but we decided to run it, let it run a little bit longer. Basically, um, for this contest, we're giving away a Taylor by Taylor rollerball. And to enter, all you have to do is participate in the show or contact us in some way. So it can be submitting for our mini segments, a fan project, a response to our discussions, or anything else for the show with any of our contact methods that I mentioned earlier, Twitter, website, email, anything. Basically, anything you do to participate in the show gives you an extra entry. And the more submissions you have, the more chances you have. And we will pick the winner at random at the end of the contest, probably towards the end of August. So you have at least another week to enter. And we're excited to give away the rollerball. So get in your, your submissions and you can win. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook so that you're eligible for any future Facebook contests. I believe Haley said that she was working on a unique piece of Taylor jewelry for a future contest. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's another great way to keep in contact with us. We post, you know, on Facebook whenever we put up new episodes or have new giveaways and stuff like that. So it's just another way to, you know, keep up with what's going on with us. And like I said, if you like us, you're automatically entered for any giveaway contest that we do through Facebook. So we are at Facebook.com, SwiftCast13. Press like, because you like us. <laughs> so I think that's about all we have. It's been quite an eventful episode, as usual. Woo. Again, we're sorry it's out so late. Forgive us. <laughs> but we will see you back in a couple of days um, for episode 20, and hopefully have lots of exciting updates from the VMAs, too. So look forward to that. And for episode 19, this has been Ashley. Belle. And Chloe, thanks for having me. Thanks fun. for being here. And Nate is not here, but if he was, he would say, peace out, Swift Scouts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he'll be back next week. <laughs> Our next episode, actually, less than a week, but you know. So we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Love, love, love. Bye. Bye. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. <laughs>